At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of <laughs> Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, occasionally featuring Thim, who we were just reminiscing, uh, you know, because for once I was actually on time, which I want to make a note of. Not only was I on time, I was a minute or two ahead of Alex. These are both big things. Uh, but we were we were reminiscing about the time when Ari Leyendijk Jr. came on our show and we got about halfway through the interview and Tim was signaling to us that he had forgot to hit record. I Here's the thing. At least that, uh, at least our podcast didn't corrupted. warrant any guests at that point. And at least <laughs> that's true. At least Ari didn't want to do it. And at least Ari was on a time crunch that we had already used up like more than half of his time. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. I maintain yeah. that it was the file. That yeah. Happens, I, right? I, that's a I, thing. No, I've been recording on my side and, <laughs> and we now have you on tape saying that you did not in fact hit the record button. <laughs> I don't. I recall things differently. Um, well, all right. So let's uh, let's get started. On it. James, do you need to go get a sandwich? Is this gonna? Can we? Know, I mean, this honestly, yes, guys. We record at one thirty <laughs> in the afternoon. That is lunchtime for a lot of people. It's not. And it's not like noon is. <laughs> yeah, noon to one is kind of like right, a good time right. for so lunch. So one thirty is not either of those things. Right, but I was walking the dogs, and I got a little bit... I did honestly think about ordering food while I was walking the dogs so it would get here just in time when I got back so you guys could sit here and listen to me going like this. God, I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, so uh, no, I'm good. James, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat later, just for you guys. Well, James, you're, uh, you're, you're home alone right now, right? I'm super home alone. Well, I've got the dogs, but... Um, I'm a single dog dad this week. Well, this week for a long time, old uh, the old ball and chains off working. So she, someone's I think we talked about to. this. She, someone's got to. Lord knows <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. Um, so one of us needs to be gainfully employed. Um, no, so she she flew. We flew out to Canada or drove up to Canada together. She had to do her two weeks of quarantine, and then on Sunday she flew out to Western Canada where she starts filming. Uh, it will have been yesterday by the time this comes out. So Wednesday was her first day on set. So she's out there for about three weeks filming a new Hallmark movie. Uh, and we also found out this week that the Christmas movie she filmed earlier in the year is going to be coming out December 7th on Lifetime. Are all cool. Hallmark movies Christmas movies? Is that how that works? No, okay. they are not. Okay. It's a good question. It's a very valid question. Yeah. Um, so the Lifetime movie is is a Christmas movie, but this Hallmark movie is actually not a Christmas movie. So, you know, Becky was happy to not have to fake being in snow. Did, did she know how to act with it not being a Christmas movie? <laughs> she, well, well, it's funny because it seems like, you know, so she did uh, Christmas Wedding Planner, which was obviously a Christmas movie slash wedding movie. Uh, then she did A Christmas in Paris where obviously a Christmas movie 
where she pl- plays a wedding planner. Um, and then she did an episode of a show earlier this year called Nurses, where she played a bride who got injured on her bachelorette and had to go to the hospital. Uh, so if it's it's either a Christmas theme or a wedding theme, and while this is not a Christmas movie, she is once again a bride, this time who gets left at the altar but decides to go on her prepaid honeymoon with her sister instead. And I assume finds some guy there and falls in love. Must be nice. I didn't want to read that must part be nice of the for her new husband to get to watch her get married all these times. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Becky's been married like seven times now. We I think we did the math on this. So does that and mean you get to catch in. her up or <laughs> you should well, edit just, in little snippets of her fake weddings into your real wedding video just to see if she notices <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea that's not a bad idea at all but yeah so there's there's a lot of a lot of weddings going on over here and have old. you asked her which one's her favorite husband um i haven't i haven't <laughs> that would be fun I think we're all curious. Oh, then she did a she did another show earlier today where she, that called the wedding planner, where she was one of the couple. Like her and her husband were going to the wedding planner to get their wedding planned. So like, she's really on a bit of a trend here. She's super good. I'm just good wondering at, if you make the top five. You know what? I would be happy with a podium. I'd be upset <laughs> with a top five. I'd be upset with a top five. But what's funny is, so when we actually did our real marriage in real life, our real wedding. Um, we didn't have a planner. She just did it all. And I'm starting to understand why she was so good at it. <laughs> she's a method actor. She's, <laughs> she's gotten into this. She knows the deal. She spent a lot of time around real wedding planners, knew what to do. And yeah, and, and nailed it. So uh, thanks for that, hon. Well, this uh, weirdly dovetails into something I'm very excited to talk about. What, I you got some, already some female no. to date you? Not, <laughs> no. We, God, come on. We know that's not true. A friend of mine... A friend of a friend was at a bachelorette party because he said, you know, she played a bride that got hurt at a bachelorette party. And uh, they they relayed, I, it was relayed to me that they asked the bride to be who her celebrity crushes are. And she chose James and me, but not Alex. Now, why I like that so much is, first of all, not at all a celebrity, not even close. <laughs> but I just love that I was picked over Alex Who's actually modeled before? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, um, that's, she certainly needs to get out more if two of her celebrity crushes are on this podcast. I feel like she needs to explore more mediums of entertainment. Did she get like Tim confused with me? Like, just, (laughs) she's not a frequent listener. Did she just assume? That's true. She might think that it's Tim Rossi, that you're Tim Rossi. Right. I mean, I do have that as my, my name on Tinder. Tim Rossi, and then I have another Tim Andretti, and uh... well, well, you have you have those because you know the the last name has to match the credit card that you're using, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's no Tim Hinchcliffe because I'm not dumb enough to give him my credit card info. So, so like, how? I mean, did you hit her up, Tim? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was her bachelorette party. Oh, uh, <laughs> not too late. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Isn't listening. that how that works? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My address is. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean that must have been like the highlight of the year for you, Tim. Because oh, I mean, I'm never gonna, honest. I'm never gonna let you live this down. Yeah, yeah. I, I really just want to. I mean, I, I mean, I, I imagine she's listening. 
I, I, you know, obviously don't, don't share her name, but I assume she's listening to this. And if she is, I have like a a series of movies that I'm going to recommend you watch starring some, you know, Hollywood leading men that maybe you haven't seen that might make you reassess, um, either Tim or myself as your celebrity crushes. I, I, I take umbrage with, with every part of it, right? Like I'm not a celebrity and I also shouldn't be your crush. Like, I don't know this woman, but she could do better. Now she was on her bachelorette <laughs> party. So there's a chance that she was fairly inebriated when she made this call. That's, that's true. The, I fact, mean, I the fact that our podcast came to her mind though. Yeah. Well, that's, that is Shocking. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I just wanted to, I just, I, I think we're losing sight of the important fact here. Um, she chose me over Alex. And, Again, I would like her never live I, that down. I would like her to see three photos <laughs> of us and then tell her to pick the two <laughs> just so we're on the same page. And there's not, in fact, a name mix up here. I, th- I feel like that's an important thing to do. <laughs> well, uh, all right. I'll, I'll get in contact with her before the next one. The and, next uh, bachelorette party or what? <laughs> before the next <laughs> bachelorette party. I'll, I'll find a way to get in contact just just to say this is important. We all have to mutually agree on the photo, I think. I think, I mean... Yeah, that's fair. Based on the group chat we had going the other day, every photo of you, Tim, you looked (laughs) like you wanted to murder somebody in it. (laughs) I, I, you know, I... I I have a certain look in photos, I guess. I can't. Uh... Well, no, but that's that's what's so funny is you sent through several photos that had several different looks, and they all had a murdery tone in a totally different way. Like, well, have we considered them... who the photographer was? Because if it's um, Alex taking it, then I think we no, understand. I'm pretty sure they were all selfies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense then too. <laughs> Well, I mean, one enough of them you were about- dressed up as the Easter Bunny, and it was like serial killer kind of killer. And then one of them you were just like lurking in the background, like you know, guy that was picked on too much in high school killer. And you just you had the whole range of of murdery kind of looks, and it was very very disconcerting. I'm a man for all seasons. Um, <laughs> well, should I, look, we can talk about um, my obvious appeal to women. That's uh, that that's greater than Alex's all day. If you guys want to, I'm I'm happy to make this podcast all about that. Or should we talk about uh, racing or something? Has there been racing lately? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm quite interested to to, to hear what your top three things are that you think are so appealing <laughs> about yourself. Yeah, as your I, I want to see as how your you... mother from Indiana cleans your apartment in the background. That is that is true. That's happening she right came now. Out. I'm you know going through some things. She came out to help out. Uh, <laughs> So no, let's just yeah. hear, hear the appeal. I just want to see if you could actually stretch this I argument don't. out for an entire episode. <laughs> no, there's absolutely no. Because let's be clear here. It's absurd, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, so we have no racing. Well, we, I mean, I guess there was racing. There was Lamar, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay any attention to it this year. I was just sad for Conway. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Yeah, for sure. He, was, he literally was only competing against one other car, but he had... A mechanical issue that took him out of contention, which sucks because the other, the sister car there has won what three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. I was not super, uh, was not super committed to following this year for a number of reasons. But un unrelated to that, there's there was two cool pieces of news that came out. One of them came out last week, and uh, we didn't we forgot to touch on it, and I do want to touch on it, and that's Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, seven-time cool NASCAR Chuck, NASCAR champion coming to IndyCar next year. So with Chip Ganassi. So I agree that it's 
it's it's amazing. But I just got to point out one thing that I find <clears throat> unbelievable and slightly annoying. Like, he deserves it. I get it. But he is probably one of five drivers on the planet that can just announce a deal that the world, like celebrates without actually having a deal (laughs) like like yeah no everything's agreed upon and everything and all that yet you know it's all contingent on finding a like a partner and a sponsor and obviously that'll happen but it's just it's it's very funny because you know from my experience and i'm sure james you're the same way especially when you're going through the the junior formula and everything like it's always this cat and mouse game of like the team wants all the money before they announce, but you're like, oh, it'd be great if we could announce to get momentum and to prove to these people that we're begging for money that like it's a serious deal and all this stuff. With Jimmy, it's just like, yeah, no, I'm doing this. Oh, but but you're not. <laughs> yeah, the sponsors, the sponsors will show up. Right. It's I mean, it's, it's awesome. For great sure. For I mean, it's, yeah. it, it is normally a cat and mouse situation, right? Like it's or sorry, it's like it's like a it's a chicken and egg situation. You want to be able to say this is the deal I've got, but you can't have the deal until the money's in place. And. Jimmy can have the deal before the money's in place because he's Jimmy Johnson. He has earned that right. And so, sure. uh, like you say, I'm sure it'll come together. What's interesting to me, though, and like, and I, and I get it. Like, I've spoken to him. I, I get the reasoning. But it's funny to think the guy that's come out of a, when I say predominantly oval racing series, you know, they do 36 races a year and two of them are road courses. So, like, a very predominantly uh, uh, oval-based series. And he doesn't want to do the ovals. He, he only wants to do the road and street tracks. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's going to be obviously a much, a much bigger adjustment for him. Uh, but he did a test at the IMS Grand Prix track a couple weeks, months ago, whatever that was. Uh, and everybody said, you know, for first time in, in that kind of equipment and a proper test day, he's done like a, a, he did a car swap with Lewis Hamilton, maybe. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it was, who uh, was it? It was, um, it was. It was Fernando. no, it was McLaren. Was, was it for? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It's Fernando. Fernando. So, yeah, when Fernando was at McLaren, um, so he's you know he's at least been in a car like that. I'm sure that, you know that's a PR stunt. That wouldn't have been a proper test day kind of thing. This was a proper test day, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited, man. It's cool to see a guy that's had that much success and you know is is putting a pin in his NASCAR career, still have the like the motivation to want and the drive to want to work as hard as he's going to have to work to get up to speed in an Indy car. It just shows you know what that guy's made of and you know why he's been a champion so many times. It's, Pretty freaking cool. So from your guys' perspective, I mean, you obviously have a lot of respect for Jimmy Johnson and what he's done in his career, but when the helmet goes on, you know, you, you want you want to kick his ass, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, all all asses want to be kicked. <laughs> I mean, so that is, is it, how that works. It was the same is, there any, is it hard to separate that when you're on track? N- no. I mean, it was it was kind of... I mean, it was very similar with Fernando, right? As, as much as, you know, he was this icon and is an icon... Um, you know, he was just another car on the track. But I, I would say there's a little bit of like, it's cool when you pass Fernando Alonso. Right? <laughs> like it's, it's good. I'm going to enjoy passing Jimmy Johnson at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, I'm going to enjoy thing. passing him more than I enjoy passing Santino. Like, <laughs> Well, you're probably used to it with Santino. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like when... Um, you know, when when an IndyCar guy or like an established racing guy, regardless of what what class, goes back and does like a, a high level go kart race. You know, like I, I remember back in 2013, I did a, a bunch of karting, and you know, like Dan Weldon, he did a lot of a lot of karting when he was kind of in you know in his transition years there before getting hopefully back to a full time ride. And 
when you're racing against these kids, you race carts every, every weekend, right? Like, I don't care if you're Fernando Alonso or, or Alex Rossi or whoever, there's a good chance you're going to get your ass kicked a little bit, especially if you haven't done it for a while. And like, I, you know, I showed up having not raced a cart competitively for eight years. And I jumped into a class that had like four world champions in it for that category. And yeah, I, I got waxed the first time I was on track. And, and I imagine those guys are like, you know, it's cool when a guy comes at that level and you get to say, yeah, I passed an IndyCar driver on track today. Or I beat an IndyCar driver or an NASCAR driver or a sports car driver on track today. It's a cool feeling. Well, at least we gave that charity to 28 other V8 supercar drivers. Yes, we did. Yes, we. I don't know how happy they were about them. <laughs> it was. We really didn't make it that hard for them. <laughs> that, that is true. That, that's true. Oh, like at least when God. I went karting, eventually GTs. I got competitive. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of karting, Alex, you want to go go karting? Absolutely not. I would rather um, go back to Australia and try again. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so fascinating. We were talking about this the other day. You have this aversion to go-karting that I just find fascinating because go-karting is so much fun and most drivers love doing it and you, it's just not your jam. It's, it's not fun. It's very painful. And I only did it for a very short period of time. So I didn't, I didn't ever, I, I don't think I ever really got good at it. Like I won races and go-karts, but like there was regional stuff in, you know, a hundred CC Yamaha junior sportsman. Like I never actually competed at a national level. So like, right. I don't even know that I have the skill set in the first place. I mean, I, I feel like you'd figure it out, but yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's, I bet, I bet there's some kid that like, you know, whooped your butt in Yamaha can back in California at some point. Not, not doesn't exist. That looks, that looks at you now, you know, and he's clearly not, you know, driving into cars, looks at you now. I was like, I used to, I used to wax that guy every weekend. No, no, I tell you what, my biggest competitor in go-karting was Kyle Larson. I think he's doing fine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't realize that Kyle did that amount of like road racing in karting and stuff. He was, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was doing everything. He was doing it all like, because he was at that age, it was like, what do you want to do? It was like, I want to drive race cars. It, it wasn't right. Cup. It wasn't F1. It wasn't IndyCar. It was just like anything. Right. So yeah, his parents kind of spread him across it all and he was good at it all. So it was really just whatever stars aligned was what he was going to do. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that actually kind of segues into the second piece of racing news a little bit. Because uh, it's NASCAR related, uh, Michael Jordan Michael and Denny Jordan. Hamlin are starting a team <laughs> that Bubba Wallace is going to drive for. How about Michael Jordan being a team owner in NASCAR? I mean, if he was going to partner with anyone, Denny makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, they're like boys, right? I mean, well, Denny. Well, and also if you know Denny at all, like I mean, he's got a basketball basketball court in his house. His his closet is filled with a thousand pairs of Air Jordans. Like, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of is the non-basketball version of Michael anyways, in a lot of ways, I think. For sure. For sure. No, but it's, I just think it's awesome, man, to have, you know, a sports figure like that, the success that he's had jumping on board. And like, I really respect the Denny's angle at it too. You know, he said, he's like, look, man, I've got more races behind me than I do in front of me. I, I want to start thinking about my future and, and what I'm going to have going for me once I stop driving. And now apparently being a team owner is the route he wants to go. Which uh, which is awesome. I don't think that's ever a route I'd want to go. Uh, well, Alex, I think here's the thing, James. Neither you nor I have the bank balance to do such a thing. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely is a big shot against us in that sense. Um, yeah, I'd have to have a pretty obnoxious bank balance to want to do that, to be like, all right, I'll just throw this small percentage at the race team because I can. Well, you know that old saying, you know? the quickest way to become a millionaire is to be a billionaire and start a race team. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's how, how do you make a million bucks in racing? Start with 10. There you go. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, money is not really Michael's concern, I wouldn't think. Um, no. You know, Denny, Denny's been doing all right for himself. Uh, but no, again, I mean, it's the fact that he wants to stay involved in the sport is cool. And uh, and I think it's awesome. And, and you know, obviously makes it's uh, it's great to have for Bubba to have that opportunity as well. And because you look at guys like you look at other guys like um, Carl Edwards, right? Like he retired. You never saw him at a racetrack ever again. You know, so Denny's thinking about his retirement. It's like, yeah, I still want to be at the track. I still want to be involved in motorsports. And it's funny how like it can really kind of go different ways. Have you guys, I mean, you're not in the same position as Denny. You're, you're both still young. I mean, James is just joined AARP, but, um, have you guys thought about if what you see your involvement as after you you hang up the helmet? I'm, uh, going to be Alex's personal assistant. <laughs> I'm going to be his personal assistant slash, uh, bourbon curator slash dog sitter. Yeah. I mean, when do you want to start this week? <laughs> i mean i'm i'm still i'm still hoping to be employed again next year so give me a little bit of time um uh no i i mean james you've told me about what you want to do for like IndyCar car drivers in the future which i think is really cool if that's still on your radar yeah no for sure i mean you know there's been some discussion in the past about getting some sort of driver's association kind of up and running in a, in a much more kind of formal and official, yeah. Uh, capacity, you know, and it's, it's something we've talked about. It's, it kind of came up a few years ago and, um, you know, I've done some kind of groundwork on it, but ultimately it's a really tough thing to do when you're still an active driver, you know, cause at some point you're going to have to ruffle some feathers and, and have some uncomfortable conversations with people. And that's just, that's just tough to do when you're still in it. And, you know, we couldn't find the right fit of somebody to kind of take that role on at the moment. We're, we're still actively looking. But if, you know, if nothing comes up, you know, and before my retirement, whenever that is, you know, that's absolutely where a lot of my focus is, is going to be is, is being a voice for the drivers uh, in this sport. And uh, I'm just trying to put together, like I said, just a, a slightly more formalized organization that just protects drivers interests a little more because right now we're fairly disposable um and you know we're the ones out there risking our lives and it seems like the the balance of power is a little skewed not that we're trying to like start some union that just takes over the whole thing and wants to run the show or anything but just to protect us a little bit so that's that's something i want to focus some time on when i'm done driving we're we're one of the few sports that exists where there isn't something like that, that that already exists. So it's not as if right. we're reinventing the wheel or anything. It's just, you know, bringing uh, drivers and, and race teams into the 21st century, for, for lack of a better word. Right. And, you know, and th- there's a reason that every other professional sport has a players association. Uh, it's it's necessary at a certain point. So, yeah, that's, that's something I want to do for sure. And, um, you know, obviously I've had some awesome – opportunity and experience with uh with nbc sn and and being on the tv side of things which i think would be fun to pursue further down the road and um you know got a few other little business things that i'm involved in on the side that 
hopefully will you know have, have take up a bit more of my time and uh in my post driving day so yeah it's it's always something i'm thinking about because you never know when you've done your last race you know that was somebody told me that once and and i you know when i was really young and i never really thought about it up till that point but then it's like yeah you're right i mean you just you don't know if sponsorship changes or the economy collapses or you know you get injured you just you literally never know when your last race is and so it's it's definitely smart to kind of plan for what's after that race regardless of when it is so you don't do you, you don't want to go what do you want to do you don't want to go helicopter shopping this weekend probably not going to go helicopter oh, shopping this weekend okay. that's fair yeah yeah okay. yeah but, what uh what do you want to do alex um I'm I'm working on that, James. You have a couple years on me. I, I think <laughs> I do. I do. I think the one thing is like, and and my father and I have kind of already started it in in some capacity. Um, you know, when I was over in Europe, it was it was very difficult for us to us meaning my my dad and I to kind of navigate that whole situation as an American kid that wanted to go race in Formula One and and all of the things that come along with that and in a completely different environment. Um, than what, you know, you would find here stateside. So it was kind of, you know, once he, he retired from his career of, of being a landscaper, he always wanted to, once I got to a settled point in my career, he kind of wanted to start his own driver management, um, business, which honestly has been very successful because of, of what he was able to accomplish with me with relatively no background, um, and, and very little financial corporate financial support. Um, so him and I have have started, uh, a, uh, driver motorsports, driver motorsports management company. Um, and we've got like a lot of really good young kids right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to, to kind of watch guys and, and share with them kind of our experiences and and the goods and the bads and, and kind of help them try and navigate, you know, what's, what's very difficult for families. Cause ultimately that's all what it starts out as, right? It's, it's the driver and, and then mom and dad. And, and they're just trying to, to get through it as best as they can and to be able to, to help guide them in, in, in a big or small capacity has been, has been pretty cool to see. So I think that's stage one, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it is something that's, that's very, very relevant. I mean, look at 2020, right? Like, who knows what the actual long-term effects of, of this is going to be. It looks like racing is going to come out of, of the other side relatively unscathed for the most part at least that's all what we're we're seeing right now but like no one saw a pandemic happening in this day and age right it's just a a constant reminder of of you know you're not guaranteed anything and uh it's it's always good to have those those plans in place uh if and when it does become necessary yeah no it's excuse me speaking of pandemics (laughs) yeah hashtag (laughs) rona You know, it's it's funny. I, I actually am, I'm a partner in a in a management company as well because of the exact same thing. You know, my my dad and I had to figure out how to do it on our own, and we made a lot of mistakes, and we learned a lot along the way, and wanted to uh, wanted to kind of start us start something that could give back to other families in that similar situation because it is it's very very difficult, and uh, and yeah, no, it's it's cool. We've uh, we've been at it for a couple of years now and it's, and like you say, it's pretty rewarding helping some of these families navigate these things and get around some of the pitfalls of trying to get through motorsports. It's a, it's a tricky business, Alex. It's a tricky, tricky business. Yeah, it is. Not unlike uh, screenwriting. 
<laughs> or whatever it is that you well, do. No, Tim doesn't. Actually, Tim doesn't do my, my my profession is just the that that emoji that shrugs. That's, just, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my profession. Um, well, this this got this got heavy. I'm I'm, I'm glad though. This is kind of cool hearing this side of things because you don't really hear you guys talk about this much. Yeah, we're also, you know, we got to think about our families and the people that we support. And like, that includes you, Tim. We both accept <laughs> that we're going to be carrying you for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so no, I'm glad, I'm glad you caught on because, you know, keep, keep, those, uh, keep those coattails firm because I intend to continue <laughs> to ride them. Uh, keep those coattails firm and those credit cards in the mail coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, unless this whole being somebody's celebrity crush thing works out. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't really see the profitability in that one. I'm just, I just want to, I just want to make this very clear. If anybody listening um, does have a crush on me, one, you have terrible taste, and two, I'm absurdly available. <laughs> <laughs> and of, and a pretty cheap date. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You got to lay off the Hendrix martinis. That those add up, but. <laughs> well. There's there was some other news too, by the way. If just while we're we're recapping everything, um, Nashville. Oh yeah, how did we forget that? That looks awesome. What happened in Nashville? There's going to the be race. a race there. I don't know if you, right. know if you saw the news on yes, that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, Alex and I were together watching the uh, watching the the broadcast of the the press conference or whatever. Yeah, we were and, we were at the gym uh, watching it, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's it's great. Like it's it's very. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Surprising. Like I'm I'm blown away. They pulled it off. Um, but it's 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 really cool. It shows again, you know, IndyCar has relevancy and it has traction and it is trending in the right direction. And I think that's gonna become a a, a flagship race for us really really quickly and right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah I, I love that city. So I'm, it's I'm a excited. great city. It's a great city. The track layout looks wild. Like I don't you know get if to it's going to be a bridge twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pluses and minuses to that. I think uh, <laughs> I can think of a big minus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but pretty cool. What we're going to have to do is put an actual top on the arrow screen now, so that way no water can get in, just in case. But um, but no, the city's great. It's you know the Firestone's headquarters are there, so you know I know it's a big market for them, an important one for them. So, uh, so no, it's, and it's, you know, that city knows how to throw a party, man. So giddy up. Let's, uh, let's get down there and go racing. I mean, how, how quickly did that all come together? Cause I feel like I've always heard rumors of, of, oh, we're going to try and go to Nashville or do that. But that, that so, felt like it just so kind of, it didn't, happened. I think this has been kind of something that, that people have been talking about for three plus years and the, the current city kind of legislation had no interest in using the bridge as part of the track. Well, there was a turnover in the council office or wh- wh- wherever it was, and um, they reached out to the track designer and the promoter and was like, the bridge is in play. And then I think from there, it, it went really quickly. So um, it's awesome that, that they were willing to make that concession. I don't, I, I'm, I am confused a little bit about the bridge, um, but hey, I mean. I mean, I guess if they set up barriers, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it no. does feel weird that that's like the straight like that's where people are going to be going the fastest. No, that's that's not what's weird to me. What's weird to me is that's they've put the start line and the finish line at different parts of the track. Right. Which is 
pretty obscure. I mean, it's mid Ohio is the only place we've ever done that. Um, but what worries me a little bit is that one of the straightaways is kind of like right after, like it's, we start basically on the bridge and as we've seen this year and other years, sometimes the starts can get a little bit Oh, I didn't even think messy about that. and congested. Yeah. And that's when all the cars are together and probably most likely to drive up a wheel and, you know, maybe get airborne. So that part I don't love, but I'm sure they've thought of this and I haven't had the chance to talk to anybody at IndyCar about it yet. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but no, it's, it's just going to be, I mean, F1 race across, uh, they raced across a bridge in Valencia and uh, that 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 street circuit, and frankly, half of the Monaco track is right alongside the ocean. So, are well, you gonna feel like harbor, we'll right. first of all? May I recommend? Sorry, next time we do a brunner, maybe you uh, take your fire suit in the pool, see what that's like. Just to- <laughs> I'm pretty sure harbors are full of seawater. Just saying, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can you know we can split hairs here. Uh, there's also a pool they could end up in if they get a really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I'm just trying to, for some reason, this just reminded me, James, when we did that off season uh, yeah, yeah, video yeah. where we had you in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've worn a fire suit in water. It uh, it gets heavy. It gets heavy real quick. <laughs> yeah. Very absorbing. Yeah. That's, no mix. That's a thing. Well, anyways, I'm, I'm excited just because I love, I love Nashville and that's going to be, that's going to be a fun one. You know, I, I generally, I don't make it to the Iowa race. I think I'm going to make it to the Nashville race. That's yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> that was always that was always my parents MO. You know, my parents love coming to races, but I noticed a couple of years into my career that there was a there was a trend among the races they made versus the ones they didn't, you know, like they'd be in St. Pete and Long Beach and uh, Sonoma you know, they'd skip mid-Ohio, Iowa. <laughs> you know, it's, there, it was a very clear sort of thing there. Um, but no, that one's that one's going to be circled on everybody's calendar already. So, so Tim, you're actually going to come to a race next year? I, I guess. And, and here's my question about that. I, I changed my hard card no, photo. No, you're still not essential. That's <laughs> well, question answered. I change my hard card photo every year, and it's always something ridiculous. And I, so I think this year it was me with my daughter had done makeup on my face, and I'm wearing a tiara, and I kind of look like Kris Jenner. And I'm wondering, do I reuse that since I didn't use it at all this year, or do I still have to get a new one next year? No, see, I think you still have to get a new one because somewhere in your house you have all your hero, your hero cards, your hard cards lined up, and it's yeah. going to look weird to have two in a row if you've always had a different one. So yeah. I think you got to just... Post it on the internet so everybody sees it, and then move on. <laughs> well, then uh, I guess we got to start picking the next one. Uh, how about the Easter Bunny one that you sent the other day? Because that was terrifying. <laughs> I don't think that they look kindly on uh, on on the face filters. Uh, I mean, there's only one way to find out. They let you wear makeup in a tiara. Well, one one year, so one year for Halloween, Marco Andretti dressed as me. He got a wig and he had yeah. a black button. He looked very much like you, yes. So one year I, I submitted that photo of him as me. And, you know, I sent it and I, I like exported it at the lowest setting like 15 times. So it'd be a little grainy. So it'd be maybe on the fence. And I submitted that photo and, they, and it was approved. And then I got an email like three days later from IndyCar like, hey, hilarious. You can't do this. You, yeah, it's got to be a picture of you. So then you, you I ruined I, it by choosing a picture that had already been posted <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> then I so then I sent in a, a hero photo of Marco. I was like, okay, just use this. 
And they're like, seriously, send us a picture of yourself right now or you don't get a hard card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm wary to try the one where it's it's the, well, see, the filter. But. It used to be it used to be less strict because you know how on if you get like an Apple um, uh, laptop, you know, an iMac or whatever it is, and, or MacBook, and and it's got like the the photo booth thing, and you can have these kind of like weird distorted faces. Mm-hmm. You know, I submitted a couple different hard card photos a couple years in a row from that that got approved which was pretty surprising. <laughs> and then one year, uh, J.R. Hildebrand tried to submit a photo of Tom Cruise from Days of Thunder because given his hair at the time, it actually looked a lot like J.R. Hildebrand. <laughs> and that's when they finally were like, yeah, no, like it legally has to at least be you. You know, it can be <laughs> different versions of you, but like it's got to be you. So, Well, uh, we also did get another story on uh, offtrackstories at gmail.com. What was and, the email? Uh, Offtrackstories at gmail.com. That was what What track? I hate you. And is there an S at the end of stories? <laughs> I think so. I don't want to. Is, it, is it, it Y apostrophe S? Or just no, I-E-S. Dot, it's I-E-S. Okay. Are we, are we dot com, dot CA, dot co, <laughs> dot net, dot org? Dot org. And so are it, we going to do it, the story? Is or? it Hotmail or is it MSN, <laughs> Yahoo? Like, what are we talking about? We actually only accept stories uh, via Carrier Pigeon. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we have a story from Amanda Decker. She sent it in, so uh, so I thought. We, Thank you, Amanda. We we haven't done one of these in a bit, so I thought we could we could listen to this. Story. We haven't done one in a bit because no one sent any in. There been there been some. Okay. In 1982, my dad was hired as an air traffic controller. Well, you don't exactly get to choose where you go when you're hired by the FAA. And eventually he was assigned to the Indianapolis Center. Well, I was about two at the time and my family lived in Canton, Ohio, and my parents knew nothing about the city of Indy. Well, some fellow air traffic controllers suggested to my dad that we should look at Speedway because it was pretty close to the airport. So on May 31st, 1982, My family set off toward our new home in Speedway with a fully loaded U-Haul in tow. But as my dad came off 465 onto 10th Street, he saw something crazy going on. He saw hundreds of people walking down the street, including a large shirtless man, rolling a keg. So my uncle rolled down the window and asked what in the world was going on, to which the man replied, It's f***ing race day, man! That's right. My family moved to Speedway, Indiana on race day in 1982. In fact, when we pulled up to our home about a mile from the track, we were greeted by our neighbor who was charging people to park on our lawn. We lived in Speedway for a couple of years, eventually moved out to Brownsburg. But to this day, we are huge IndyCar fans, including my two and a half year old son, Alex. Could you imagine moving to a city <laughs> during the biggest single day sporting event in the world? having no concept that it was happening and arriving being like, what the hell did we just do? And I it's love like, the neighbor selling parking on their lawn. <laughs> it's funny because when she said that, I was fully expecting that. I was fully expecting to say there were just people parked all over their property. I hope the neighbor was at least nice enough to give cut, them cut the money. On it. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's like, imagine, imagine moving to like a, a condo downtown on Super Bowl Sunday of the host city and you had no idea what was happening. <laughs> You're like, man, this place, this this place knows how to party. This, this, this is accurate. a cool town. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. 
That is so funny. I feel like the uh, the real estate agent probably should have mentioned something about that. Yeah, I mean, or any yeah, or any of the other air traffic controllers, just anybody. Or may- maybe, <laughs> do you think there was ever a point where they're like, I wonder why it's called Speedway? I mean, <laughs> have you ever have you ever Googled the name of a town and thought, I wonder why it's called this? Actually, you probably have. That's yeah, something you I, would I do. do. I do that a lot, actually. What does Los Angeles stand for? City of Angels. That's City of Angels. Oh, that's why they call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you serious? <laughs> that makes sense now. Okay. What other cities have you Googled well, the like name? Like Nazareth, stuff? Pennsylvania. I was curious why it was called that. So I looked it up and it had to do with the, the university that was there when they started. And that's why it's Rose Inn Avenue and all that. And then, um, yeah, Indianapolis was always pretty basic. Okay. So C- the city of Indiana. And Minneapolis, the city of Minnesota, I guess. Yeah. What about Annapolis? <laughs> it's a city. The city of Maryland. <laughs> it's it's, it's Annapolis. There was other Appalaches and they just wanted one. So like, this is just Annapolis. <laughs> what do you want the city to be? I don't know exactly what I want it to be, but I know I definitely want it to be in Annapolis. I just want it let's to be just, one. Let's just put that there and we'll figure it out later. Okay. Yeah, it's a working title. <laughs> If anybody from Annapolis wants to comment on what the city means and why, yeah. Tim would really appreciate it. And you it. can email us at <laughs> offtrackstories at gmail.com. Well, this is this was fun. That was a good story. Thank you, Amanda, for sending it in. That was a good story. That was actually I'm glad you guys are still fans. My, I my, really, really hope you didn't name your kid after Alexander Rossi, though. I mean Let us know if you did, because that does I mean that would fit. He's two and a half, right? That would be cooler than um having a celebrity crush from a person. Yeah, <laughs> it would. It would fair, actually, actually, I, I retract my previous statement. I kind of do hope that you named your kid after Alexander Rossi because that's kind of cool. I've had dogs named after me. Never a child. That would be neat. I've had a cat. <laughs> I've had a middle name. I've had a middle name given. I, I in, Actually, in, in Alex, I bet you have had people named after you. Cause I remember when my, uh, when my brother was having his son, he was, they, they said they were going to name it after whoever won that year. And that was the year you won. But here's then, the thing. But my I'm, brother's I'm, also named Alex. So they're right. like, all right, maybe not. Like, well, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm fortunate to have a name that, like, people probably wouldn't mind naming their kid after. Like, if you had a name, like, I don't know. It would have been, it would have been hard for my brother had Takuma won. That right. Year. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Um, so Although Takuma I, Durham I, does I, sound cool. I know. I saw a meme today that made me die laughing. Um, it was a tw- it was a tweet, and, it, and then the girl said a friend of mine ended up giving birth to her son in the car on the way to the hospital, and her husband decided to name the kid Carson. And if you don't get it, and you don't think that's the best dad joke of all time, then get out of my face. And I, I do think that is the that's best dad good. joke of all time. That's pretty good. Because it was his son, and he was yeah, born we, in the we car, Alex. That's why, because you didn't really react yeah. the way I was hoping. No. I laughed. No, Thim got it, but Alex seemed I'll like cut he was not paying Alex attention. No, I, I, yeah. I understood. Oh, yeah, because you're good at cutting in laughs for your own <laughs> jokes, so I appreciate at least cutting in one for mine. It's just a stupid joke, that's all. You're a stupid joke. You're right. Uh, and on that note, well, <laughs> since we've discussed, um, you know, why uh, my name would be better than everyone else's uh, to be naming your next child after, we've discussed Tim's failures, um, 
We've discussed James's wife's multiple marriages. Um, <laughs> both, all fake at this point in time. Well, no, one of them was real. Oh, right. Was it? Sorry. Was yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you actually listened to the guy who did the ceremony, you would think it was fake. <laughs> that is. But true. we really did get married. At, at least you had eight hours of speeches after. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended on a high note. That's all that matters. Um, and yeah, was Jimmy Johnson, wedding. Nashville, and uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin. Wild, Guys, once wild again, wild. we covered a breadth of topics. And uh, my computer's at 2%, so we need to wrap this up. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Well, thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Tim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.